Hello and welcome to the CFC Talk podcast. Two nil the scoreline tonight against Liverpool. First home defeat. I think it's in fourteen games. As well as that, we've got the usual hosts, Alex and Amart, with us, and then Maria, a guest, joining us tonight. Hello and welcome. Hi everyone. Thanks for having me here. I'm sure it will be amazing to have a conversation <laughs> with you tonight. But with that being said, welcome, Amart. Yeah, see you more. It's always a pleasure for me to be here. Always, I enjoy doing it. So always. I mean, it's always fun to have you. You know, we've had so many, so many errors before every podcast. But Alex, welcome as well. Hello, great to be on. And uh, it's it's always so much fun recording these. Man. Yeah, it's, isn't it I'm, fun recording the intros? It is. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> That's the best part. Sure. <laughs> it's been nine podcasts or ten podcasts, and and we still struggle to to find the timings. <laughs> but Mohammed, you're getting you're you're asking each of us for our welcome message, though, so you're you're bringing yeah. about good change. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, talking points for today's podcast. Firstly, the transfer updates. Not a lot, just Mendy. Um, of course, we know why. And if you don't know, then I'm. Poof. And so I don't know where you're living. Um, we, we heard from Maria, her internet's bad. But I mean, if you don't know about Kepa, then tough luck. Um, and then we're going to be going over the ratings for the Chelsea versus Liverpool overall, overall ratings. And then after that, going into the player ratings and then explaining each and every single player. Um, of course, Kepa being the, uh, the mastermind behind all that. And then the performance and just the positives and negatives from the Liverpool game. And then Frank Lampard's team selections. Callum Hudson-Odoi, that's going to be one of the biggest hot topics right now for Chelsea. But answering fan questions as well, this is something we've added in. And tonight, Maria will be answering your questions as well. But firstly, um, your team ratings, Maria, starting with you. Okay, so I'm going to go with a six. And I think I'm going to do, I'm going to go with a six just because I think that it's mainly individual mistakes and not necessarily uh, overall team performance that was bad. So yeah, basically that's it. Yeah, um, I think that's generous, but you know, I'll, I'll take it. Um, Amar, your predictions, uh, your, I'm told, no, no, um, your, <laughs> your ratings. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, like I'm also going to go with the six because I didn't see anything that would warrant them to um, to have a seven from me or anything above a six. So I'm also going to, going to go with the six rating for me. Alex, what about you? Uh, I think you, you can't really give anything higher than six considering we didn't score any goals and we lost 2-0. So... But at the same time, we did defend well and we kind of lost basically due to some individual errors. And there were some good performances throughout the team. So I think six is a, is a good rating. Six from all three, if you all give them a five, you know, I think that's a fair way to put it. You know, we could have done better. Um, we could have taken a few better decisions, but it is what it is. It's all happened. We're here to discuss it. Um, and then... You know, it's all about that. But but going into the details a bit of the team, you know, poof, we started off pretty slow, if I'm if I can remember. And I I remember within within three to four minutes, 
we were getting pressed by Liverpool. As soon as we would come out, come out to attack, we had to play a pass back into defence and we would have Firmino, um, Salah and Mane all three running at the defenders. And Maria, do you think we, we coped with that pressure early on and we talk about the first half, you know, we played really well and it seemed like we would at least get a point or, or even win the game. But do you think we, we handled that press early on really well? Actually, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think the main issue that I had with the first half is that we didn't have too many forward passes. Uh, and it was mainly, you know, um, uh, attacking issues. But defensively, I think we kind of handled that press pretty well. Defenders were here. Even Kepa made some saves at the beginning. As much as We're going to talk about what happened after uh, in the second half later. But in the first half, I think he made a few saves. Um, and uh, the set pieces were well defended as well, which is something surprising considering how bad our record was last season. So in my opinion, uh, defensively and handling that pressure from the Liverpool players, I think we've done well in the first half and could have gone for, uh, I mean, if not for the unfortunate uh, red card and the other mistakes, we could have got a draw easily. I think when when we speak about Kepa, I feel like I could do a whole whole hour to hour episode on Kepa and his performance tonight. <laughs> but we'll keep that to the side, and I'll try and constrict myself to as much um, uh, as little as possible. But yeah, um, Alex, uh, the the long balls we saw quite a lot of long balls being played to Havertz, and, and I'm not gonna lie, a few times I, I looked at those balls and I was like, no way, Havertz gonna get that. And then I see Havertz and he's on top of it and he handles it really well. But you know, how does he perform in that right wing position? I know we subbed him off at half time, but do we see him at uh, playing in that position anymore, or does Lampard say, all right, you come back into the midfield? I'm not so sure how Lampard plans to use him, but I mean, at least at the start of the game, it did look like Havertz was being used a bit more centrally than in the Brighton game. So I was quite, I was happy to see that. And but he's shown in Germany that he can be prolific from the right wing position and from the, the striker position. So, I, but uh, so yeah, he, I'm not surprised that he's being used there. But as the weeks go on and we have we get all our signings back from injury then I do expect him to be moved further back to uh, yeah, to the midfield. Oh, and that's one of the three. So you'd probably take, I mean, from this lineup, you'd probably take out Jorginho. You play Kovacic and Kante in the pivot with Havertz just in front of them. So yeah, uh, I, I expect Havertz to be moved back, with, uh, back into the midfield once we get all our injured players back. Yeah, and, and when we talk about the defence and, and how we dealt with the high press, Angola Conte comes up as a very, very major part of that discussion. You know, um, Amar, you know, um, there, there, was a, there was a lot of times that Conte had to track back, get the ball and just try and create open space for, for uh, Chelsea players to pass it up to him and maybe create a chance in attack. How important has he been so far? You know, we saw him against Brighton. I think we gave him an overall rating of um, eight, was it? or nine against uh, Brighton. But did he live up to that same performance this game, in your opinion? Yeah, I think he was, um, in actual fact, he was our best player on the field. Because I think without him, probably might have lost this game um, by m more than two two goals. And yeah, um, I was even surprised. Some of the aerial balls that he was winning, he shot, but he was still winning aerial balls. He was still winning headers, and that was... That was really, really surprising to me. 
but like you said, he was tracking back. He was winning. He was winning um, tackles, and he was even spreading um, play at some at some points. Um, giving it to Kovacic to for Kovacic to start or sometimes giving it to Jorginho for Jorginho to start the attack. And he was impressive. He he acted as a fit defender, like he does all the time, supporting the defense. So even if there are some mistakes, and even the thing in the first half, he he um he covered up a bit for Christensen in the early stages so i think he did well he did very very well and 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 like you said compared to the other game i think he did way better in this than the other one even though he won the other one but i think in this he solidified that midfield and he he made us stronger at the back would you say he's the anchor of the midfield yeah i will because um he was actually stopping a lot of balls going through the midfield so if if, if you could see the the um liverpool liverpool were using their their wings they were using money, they were using um, Salah. Firmino had a relatively quiet game, probably apart from the um, the pass he gave for the first goal. But he was relatively quiet because of um, um, because of um, Kanti. So they were using their wings instead of going direct. So I'll say, yeah, he's the anchor of the midfield. Yeah, um, again, we're, we're talking about personal performances and, and each player on its own. So it's best to go into the rate player ratings first and then expand on how we think they played. Um, I'll just go in in, a, in an order of uh, I I wrote down here guest and then Amar and then Alex. Okay. So if you guys don't mind that order, um, yeah. Just going from Kepa and then I'll say a name. We can say a rating and then we can discuss that towards um, the end of the player rating. So firstly, starting with Kepa. Okay, so yeah. I'm the one who's supposed to start, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. No pressure. <laughs> I hate giving players rating. Uh, I, I'm going to go with a spree because I'm just super pissed at Kepa. I, I mean, okay, he did a few saves, but yeah, I'm just going to go with a spree because that mistake is is so annoying. To, I can't forget it. Seems like you're very generous. <laughs> um, I'm <all> <laughs> To be fair, I gave him... Initially, when I was writing, I was writing the um, player stats, I, I gave him a five. And then at the end of it, when I got to... Um, the end of it, I, I changed and I made it a four because the passing at the back was just I, I, I was so annoyed when we were passing at the, when we were passing to him because in the first half I remember writing on the Chelsea Discord saying that we should stop passing to Kepa like he nearly missed he nearly gave the ball away in the first half I don't know whether you noticed it but he nearly gave the ball away in the first half um, there was there was a time that he had the ball and um, what's his name Money nearly took it from him and he did the same mistake in the second half that led to the second goal, and that was just crazy. So I gave him a four. A terrible mistake for that second goal. He made some good saves, to be honest. He made some good saves to keep us in the game. So I think four is the best rating I can give him. I think those those saves came after those two goals. And yeah, it did. For me, I think the game ended after 2-0. But it could have been worse. It could have been five. You... Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, Alex. Remember, remember, I told you in the morning that I had a feeling that we will win for, by five goals. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> only way off. <laughs> not no, only, I joke. Not, not only did we lose, but <laughs> we didn't even score a goal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, what one thing? Um, just before we ask, do, do we want to talk about? Should we talk about Mendy? Like just before we do the fan questions. Yeah. At the, yeah, I, I thought I was going to do it at the end. Oh, okay, sure. Never mind. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah we can do that. Yeah. Okay. And then my rating for Kappa, yeah, I'll agree with Amart that I agree with, but basically I would say if I was gonna justify I'd say exactly what Amart said, but also I thought Kappa, I mean, normally you don't really see much of his long passing, but I thought his his mid to long range passing was actually other than the other than the stupid pass at the short pass for the goal for the second goal, I thought his mid range passing was actually quite good compared considering we don't really see it that often. So that's a positive and it makes some good saves. But yeah, at the end of the day, he killed he basically he essentially killed the game off for us by making that mistake when you're when when you're a red card goal down. You just you can't afford to do it. So yeah, four. Um, yeah. Uh you guys you guys are very generous with the ratings. I straight up gave him a zero. Straight <laughs> up zero. <laughs> that, oh my god! That's hash, that's oh, come hash. on! No, okay. That's I'll, I'll justify it. I'll justify give it. One, it. Give it one. Come on! There's only one I'll player under <laughs> Chelsea football card in the past five years, and it's not Kepa. <laughs> I'll justify it, but if you guys think it's not a valid point, then I'll, I'll change my rating. But you know, we're one nil down, and and yes, it's disappointing to go one nil down when there's a red card. You almost lose all hope in winning and and you're you're just there thinking oh a draw here is the way to go and even after the red card when it was nil nil you're still like okay a draw is needed but when that second goal when he made that error and that second goal went in i was like okay like he has i I even said it on twitter I, i said he has no control over the ball he doesn't understand the situation he knows okay yes he's been making errors in every game he's not confident enough and he's he's trying his best you know we saw check even try and train him he got the Chelsea K on and everything at Cobham the other other day but at the end of it when you're in a situation where you're one nil down you got to clear your lines you can't search for players you have to shoot it out it's as simple as that you can't wait for Zuma you can't wait for Tamori or someone to make space where you're going to get the opportunity to pass it on you have to clear your lines because you're in your mind you're like if we go two nil down that's game over one nil down you still have a chance, and yes, we did get a chance where we where Jorginho did get a penalty. Um, where sorry, Werner did get a penalty, and Jorginho, of course, being himself um, in an important situation, messed it up. So for me, that's a zero. Like you, you, you've basically okay. Yes, Christensen got a red card, and because of that, we lost. But you helped Christensen, and you took the blame on yourself. It's a fair <laughs> argument, I think, but I don't think uh, many many. Thing I could say or against it is a zero implies that he did nothing positive when in fact exactly yeah yeah when exactly. he and and one and, and, and to defend him a bit I'm going to defend him a bit it, it's uh, uh, trust me trust me I don't I don't enjoy this but to be to be <laughs> fair to be fair I felt like it was it was something that the defense were doing in the in the first half they were passing to him then he passes the defense they were playing from the back. So um, it's a fault on his part because he's not in full control over that backline. If he was in full control of that backline and he saw that this thing wasn't working, he could have changed it. But they kept doing the same thing over and over and over, even when we were under pressure, because the ball was passed to him, even even though Mane was pressing, was, was pressing and, and trying to attack the ball. Because Mane missed the ball, he missed the chance, he gave a wrong pass. And after that, he chased the ball down to, to Kepa. 
So if they, the, the, the defender and the keeper should have seen that money is coming and clear the ball out, like um, Mohamed said. But still, the zero is still harsh. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll do him one better. Make it a one. Make it, okay, make one, it a one if one. you don't want to yeah, give it sure. zero. Because as, as, as Alex said, like zero is, is literally you, you're not doing, you haven't done anything right. And let's be honest, uh, on that actually red card that we got, he was getting the ball out. So that was a good... Uh, like uh, he he that was he got out of his cage, but it was actually good and some pretty f- okay saves and his distribution has been better. But I mean, I I don't want to defend Kepa, but a zero is that like he's done absolutely nothing in the game, which is not the case. So that's why I say a one. If you don't want to be nice, just give him one. Yeah. Okay. One. Yeah, exactly. One seems. Fair. If you want to know a zero, the only zero I can ever remember was. Bakayoko a couple of years ago against Watford, where he did absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And he got sent off. I don't think I heard his name throughout that game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think he, I, think, I think he was the last he was the last player to get a red card for Chelsea in the Premier League. Yeah. Before yeah, yeah. yeah before today. So Yeah. And that's yeah. not he was a zero because he literally did nothing, got himself sent off after thirty minutes, and we lost yeah. the game for one. And we lost that's yeah. a zero. Kepa at least did some good things, but let's let's move on to some. Let's go through. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think Alex realizes that we're never gonna get 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 the <laughs> get the debate ended with Kepa. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think one day Kepa's gonna be sat on the bench, and we'll still be debating on him. Like, why was he sat like with his legs crossed? Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll find a reason to uh, to talk about. But yeah, um, Reese James, right back. Oh, uh, look, I, I'm going to give him a, yeah, it's complicated. I'm going to give him a five, honestly, because in my opinion, he was at fault uh, during the goal because he was marking money. And unfortunately, um, he it was a bad marking for the first goal. So I'm just going to stick with a five. But, uh, but uh, I think defend- uh, offensively, uh, he, you know, um, he, w- I mean, we weren't great offensively, but it wasn't his fault. It's just for the goal, because I saw him uh, trying to mark Mane, and he failed with that. So, just gonna go with a five. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I didn't see him help out with doing that, and, and there were a few situations where he looked lost. But, I'm yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I, I gave him a five point five because I felt like. Going forward, it was great. Going forward, it was it was it was really great. It was pushing. Um, I did. I don't think he gave a successful cross in the whole game. I don't remember him doing that. But I I I saw him running down the wings a lot and and linking up with the other players. But defensively, I think he always lost the battle when he came to when he came with um money, when he came um face to face with money. He always lost that battle because money. I don't. I don't remember seeing Mane dispossessed once by Reese in the whole game because Mane was so strong for him. It, I think that um, so he was too difficult for him to handle. So I gave him a five point five. Did well, but he couldn't. He couldn't. Um, I I feel like Dave would have done better with Mane, um, but Dave as an Aspliqueta, we all know that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have done. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. He would have done better with Mane, but. Reese did a good job, but like he 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 his mistake led led to that goal. He couldn't mark money very well, so 
I give it. I give it a five point five. Very very precise biomark, but Alex. Uh, I did, there wasn't. He didn't really do much offensively, and he was kind of at fault for the second goal. But uh, yeah, so a five point five is is pretty fair. I don't remember any good. I mean, yeah, I don't really remember any good crosses that he put in. But there probably wasn't. It perhaps if we had Giroud in or someone more of a target man in in the box, then he would have someone to aim at. But he didn't really have anyone to aim at in the box. Plus, we didn't really have. That many chances to get crosses in, so it yeah, it was just more of a game suited for Asby, I think, a right back. But so yeah, a five point five is is fair. But then again, also now nah, I take back what I said about not st- about starting Asby over him. He he had to start because of his amazing performance against Brighton. But yeah, five five point five uh, is is fair, I think. Yeah, I'll get back to the point where you said Asby. Uh, I mean, Reese James should have started because of his performance. But my rating for James, I, I gave him a six. You know, there were, I think you know was it this uh, after those two goals, and I think I'm being a bit generous here, but because after those two goals, he really switched on for some reason, and I saw him, and every time Mane would make a run towards the seventieth and eightieth minute, he would genuinely go after him, and there were a few times where he actually won the battle. He didn't actually win the battle kind of thing, but he just threw the ball out for the corner or he at least didn't let Mane drive in. So I would give him a six. It's a bit generous. But going back to Alex's point about James starting over Asby this game because of his performance, Maria, do you think Lampard now needs to look at it in a way where, hey, I don't think James is going to be able to defend against, um, let's say, we're playing Liverpool tomorrow, and and uh, Lampard has to go. Asby's more experienced; he's gonna be better at playing against Mane rather than James. But James had a better uh, performance the last game. But who should I pick then? I think yeah, definitely. Like it's understandable when a manager comes and he's like, okay, you know what? He played an amazing game last. Uh, it's actually probably more the fans that are gonna come and say, okay, because this player played an amazing game. Uh, uh, last game and now he's actually like he needs to to play this this time you know everyone was amazed by Reese James last time and so they're like okay um he should play now because we want to see the same performance but I think as Alex said it's uh you know in those kind of uh, in those kind of games you need someone more experienced like Aspie now I don't know if Aspie was fit and I don't know if Lampard played him because he didn't play him because he wasn't 100% fit or something. But uh, I personally would have played Aspie maybe at least both of them, one on the left, one on the right, if not. Because I think that we needed this kind of experience against Mane. And he's come up against Mane, uh, he's come up against Mane so many times. And it's only a manager that can actually put himself, you know, into the game and think about the the team that you have up front and changes tactics and rotate depending on which player is is the right back going to face uh if that player is actually a really in money is a world class player you need someone that can handle money and i think Reese james was a bit you know a bit inexperienced for that but yeah usually it's the, the manager that knows that you know he needs to not just look at the performance of a player, but also at if that player can do it in the next game in this, like the tactics that we want to play. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. But whew, 
don't want to even say his name. Someone else? I'm I'm not so sure. Uh, do you mean <laughs> Alonso? I guess. Oh no, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Christensen. Uh, go on, go on, Mohammed. I like you can uh, start. You, you can you can start with that one. Since since you you are the one who remembered remembered his name, you can start with that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I'll I'll give it a go. Three. Okay. Three. Nothing more, nothing less. I, I, you can, you can say how harsh I was on this, but I'm not changing this. Like uh, that, that's fair. I, I was so disappointed seeing that red card. Like, I was, oof, like, why? You're doing so well. I would have. I, I even said this on the last podcast. Yes, we need to make a statement. But if we are getting outdone by Liverpool, we need to sit back and say, hey. One point is enough from this game. Like, no need to rush into things. And and Frank Lampard even said this is like preseason for him because of the fact that he still is making his players gel in. And really disappointed to see how Christensen handled that situation. You know, I think Kepa was going to get the ball if if Mane made that run, but I I would have hoped that Christensen didn't do that. But yeah, I'll, I'll give him a three. Maria. Look, honestly, serious, serious question. Do actually players do they trust Kepa? Because I don't know if they trust Kepa honestly. Because usually when you have someone like Peter Cech, you know that he's gonna get the ball, and so you're like, okay, I'm just, I, I'm not defending uh, Christensen. That was a bad tackle, and you know, deserve red card, and I'm pissed at him. So my rating is gonna be a four because I think that you know he's done fine before the the red card, and he was doing fine, and basically the red card ruined everything and I was hoping for a good game from him for a good game from him but I really wondered if our defenders because I don't know if you remember uh one of our games uh, I think it was the Liverpool one actually uh where they were all shouting at Kepa uh, and you could hear that and 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 I feel like they don't trust him like if it were another goalkeeper um playing that you know getting that ball they would have trusted him and you know let that ball go I think I don't know were you guys watching the match without the com- without the crowd sounds today? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I think yeah. going to the point Maria made about players not trusting Kepa. Did anyone see the the um, the free kick that Alex- uh, Trent Alexander Arnold had, and um, he was trying to get his wall sorted, and and he shouted Werner like ten times. He shouted um, Alonso's name so many times, but they wouldn't listen to him. And and that comes into the factor like, yes, Kepa is not trusted by the players, but if Kepa isn't able to t- tell the players where to stand in a free kick, is it Kepa's fault or is that the player's fault, Alex? I think it's kind of normal for the goalkeepers to shout at, uh, to be vocal on the when they're arranging the wall, and I'm not so sure if they weren't listening to him. And then again, it's whilst there's no fans, it's still pretty loud down there. So they may, the players may not necessarily be listening simply because they can't hear him. I don't. I I hugely uh, doubt that they're simply not listening to him, as in they're listening, but sorry, listening but not doing what he, he's telling them to do. So yeah, I I do agree that he's not commanding, and. The trust is that there may be some kind of trust issue. 
because I mean it's evident from the from the Liverpool game last season where they're all shouting Kepa when uh, when he's when he tries to go and claim a cross so a uh, set piece but I, I refute the idea that they don't listen to him but yeah the, there are trust issues for sure yeah um, so what would you give Christensen then uh yeah three I mean he was all right before before the sending off the sending about pairing and Christensen himself were thought was solid keeping the Liverpool attackers at bay and not making making sure no crosses were going through so but then yeah he com- he basically completely sabotaged the team with that red card but then again you could argue Kepa could could have come out faster but it is a fantastic ball from Henderson and when the player it's it's better to concede the goal than to get yourself for me it's better to concede the goal than to get a red card and, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and Christensen decided that he was going to give Mane a hug. And yeah, <laughs> there, it's just a really, really stupid uh, thing. And I'm, I'm, I, I do hope he'll learn from it. But yeah, it's, it's another one to add to the list of poor performances for Christensen. I think he's, he's had enough of, uh, of social distancing and he just wanted a big tight hug you know it's been it's been eight months nine months since 2020 <laughs> he hasn't gotten one from his manager after all of these performances so he's like come on manny let's do it <laughs> um amar your your rating for christensen <laughs> you guys you guys think that that was a hug that was a full body slam that's what he did <laughs> that wasn't a hug <laughs> That was, a body slam. Here. that was a body slam. That wasn't a hug. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 just the same old story. It's uh, Christensen. Uh, to be fair, I like that guy. I like him so much. I feel like he's very very good. But sometimes there are this small small um, lapses in concentration, and he makes um um, um how to say it? big mistakes in the game, and that leads us to lose or something. And it's just I don't know I don't know. I I at first I was really I was, I was thinking that yeah he and um, Zuma can can really be a um, a tough battle like they can battle it out to be with to be paired with Thiago Silva but it's it's clear now that Zuma is the only one that can pair um, Thiago Silva so I, I mean I, I gave him a four because he did he did very well until that time but that mistake that mistake. And like um, Alex said, it's, better, it's far better to concede because when you when you concede and you're still eleven against eleven, there's still a chance for you to come back. There's still a chance for you to win or even draw. But if you go out with that red card, I don't know. It's just crazy. So I give him a four. I give him a four. Yeah. So overall, it's ranging towards a three and a four. But the the other center back, the actually the only defender I thought was was good at towards the game. To a, in today's game, Kurt Zuma. Man, he was good. Uh, look, I'm going to give him a solid seven. I don't know if that's generous or not, but honestly, I'm super happy with Zuma's performances since the restart because he's, I mean, last season, the restart, and now this season as well. He's been very solid, and I think there's no better um, centre-back to to partner with uh, Thiago Silva for now. And I hope something's going to come 
from you know this partnership uh, i really hope something solid and we finally have a good 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 defense he was everywhere you know cross uh, like on on set pieces um tackling everything he was he was really good honestly yeah um i fully agree i'm gonna go nine on this one i know it's a lot generous Whoa. than it should be but yeah <laughs> okay wow. other, like okay right you, you give you, you, you give <laughs> okay I if think you... ha- I think you have the, the the highest ratings and the lowest ratings in the same thing. But I'll I'll explain this. To be honest, if you're surrounded by Kepa, Christensen, and was it Alonso? <laughs> yeah, Alonso. So you're gonna have a knock-on effect. But Zuma did not let that come come into his factor. And every time we saw Firmino making a run. Zuma was sure to block it down. But yeah, there were instances where Firmino had the edge over him. But it happens in football. That's that's how you get goals. And that's that's where you have to analyze it and say, hey, this is where we got wrong next time. We need to improve that. But Zuma really looks like he's improving. And yes, nine is a bit too generous, maybe an eight or nine. But, you know, it. it I'll give him a nine tonight after looking at the whole performance that we had today. But yeah, um, I prefer not to speak after this. So, Amar... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I to, 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 I know. I know what you're doing because I feel like you've taken the rating that you're supposed to give to Kepa and you added it to what Zuma because you are sympathizing with Zuma because he he has to deal with Kepa. So, but but I gave three players. I think my highest rating was seven. I gave three players a seven, and Zuma was one of them because I feel like he was really really solid at the back. So if I didn't even see. I, think um Firmino and Salah really had a good game they did they did okay but I don't think they had a good game because of in part of in part because of um, um, um what's his name Zuma so yeah I gave him a seven because I felt like it was solid he, he wiped out um Firmino and Mani in some instances and I think that was great he made some really really crucial t- um, challenges in the middle it got to a point it felt like um the Liverpool players were having fun in our Penalty box. They were passing the passing ball, yeah, balls left and right, right in our penalty box. And most of the time, Zuma was the one who was the, who who got the ball out of that play. So I, I gave him a seven because I was very very impressed. And like um, Maria said, he's the only one now that I can clearly say that he has to partner with Thiago. No, not not Christensen, not not him. So yeah, I gave him a seven. So he's averaging an eight right now. But Alex, you could change that. Welcome to the CFC Reaction Podcast. No, uh, no this is the, no uh, Zuma is yeah Zoom is a seven. Uh, considering what he had around him and uh, yeah, he was just really really solid. Barely made a mistake. Pretty much stopped every single thing that Trent put into the box. Uh, and yeah, so I'm I'm really really happy with him and just past couple of months he's really like most of our center backs they have their their purple patches where they'll play well for like six or seven or christmas case a couple of games but uh, they'll have really good and tomorrow they'll have play well for like another purple patch of five or six or seven games and they'll go back to being rubbed or being not very good but zoom has been consistently fantastic for months now really and yeah so I'm really, really, really happy with him. And today was no different. Just usual 
usual solid Zuma. Seven. Yeah, so quite high rating. I think he's probably going to be one of the highest rated uh, players for today's performances in terms of today's performances. But Alonso, whoa, 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 whoa. Where do I start? There's <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll let you guys have the opportunity on this one. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Alex, go ahead. Okay. Thanks. Uh, I'm gonna go with a four and a half because, to be honest, it was it was the usual. You know, whenever we, whenever we lose, normally Alonso is at the end is 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 not so far from one of our reasons. He's not so far away from our list of why we lost this game or something. He's always off. He, he just seems to be. Whenever we lose, he's always exposed. He's always taken advantage of because of his poor pace and just lack of defensive awareness and today was no different he for the second goal he was just pure ball watching they just he, they played a one-two around him and he was none the wiser so and then yeah just let's um let's Firmino just sorry let's Firmino play a one-two and they, they bypass him it's it's just he makes he makes the rest of the defense's like defenders lives way harder and i cannot wait for Ben Chilwell to come back even though Ben Chilwell may not necessarily be amazing, an amazing defender, I'm sh- I, I, I'm pretty sure he's better. That he has better awareness than Alonso. But yeah, uh, a four, a, a really bad day for Alonso today, and it it seems with Alonso, it's either we we hail him as the best left wing back in the world, or he has games like this where he just gets exploited. And today was the, the the latter. So yeah, I'm giving him a four point five. Yeah. Um I'll tell my rating at the end because I want to wait and see if I've gotten closer to you guys or not. <laughs> you guys seem to be thinking that I, I'm too okay. hard for too kind. Uh, Maria, your rating. Okay. Uh before I, I tell my rating, uh, I agree with the thing about uh the pace about Chilwell, because I think that Chilwell has that that pace it not just defensively probably going forward as well I think uh, Alonso today um even going forward he he was too slow in my opinion he was too slow and he could have done better and at some point I don't know if you guys noticed but Werner could have given the ball to Alonso and he chose not to I don't think he trusts him and also shouting his name probably shows that he doesn't trust him but uh I think yeah we would have done maybe better going forward as well with uh Chilwell's pace but uh saying this I think I'm gonna give him a four um because I think he looked better than against Brighton but still too the too unaware defensively as you said and I mean everything that you said Alex is spot on uh and especially he's too slow and the pace is just defensively and offensively he's too slow to come back and he's too slow when he goes forward and I think we need someone better and probably uh, I, I, I'm sure Chilwell will do better, even if he's not going to be the best left back. He's probably going to do better now and then we'll see. Hopefully he improves. Um, I've got a very good question to ask everyone, but once I get everyone's rating, firstly, Amar, your, your rating. <laughs> I don't know. I pr- probably give, give him the highest amongst um, uh, the two. So I gave him a five. I give him a five because um, I, 
I didn't feel he had a much better game than Reese. I think he was he was actually similar to Reese. Reese was um, getting um, bullied by Mane and Alonso was getting bullied by Salah. And he, he didn't get the better of Salah in any any form. When he was going forward, yeah, he made one or two passes. I think he made one or two good passes in the beginning to, to Werner, to Kai. He worked really, really well with Kai, but um, yeah, overall, he he didn't do well for me. I gave him a five because because of, because of that second goal, the way Feminio gave a one two around him and he was just standing there, he didn't even move. It was it was really really um, annoying. So I I I I can't wait to see Chilwell in this squad because I feel like Chilwell will be faster. And like Alex said, you have more awareness um, to know when what is going on around him, not like allowing opponents to be playing the ball in and around his position like that. So I gave him a five. I don't think he did extra. Um, he did anything extra this time, but it was similar to Reese. So I gave, him, I gave Reese a 5.5. I gave him a five. Yeah, I think, you know, valid points by all three of you, in my opinion as well. I gave him a four. So I'm getting to know what style of rating you guys give. But yeah. I mean, he didn't do much, you know, that Firmino one too, as Alex said, it should have been stopped. And and we do always feel like Alonso is the type of player who wants to play more attacking football and then always is eager to go out and help in the attack more than come back and help with the defense. And which is why it raises the question of, should we have started as be on the left? Is 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 he? Does he have a better chance at the left than than the way Alonso played today, Maria? In my opinion, yes. I mean, that's. I mean, starting Breeze James and uh, Aspie for me, uh, that that's what I wanted to see personally, uh, because I think that, I mean, even if you put, I I would be fine with putting Aspie at right back as well, but even. Mohamed Salah is like a really, really good player. And he's a world-class player, let's be honest. So also you, you kind of need that experience and you kind of need that. He, I think he's more solid than 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 uh, than Alonso and uh, probably would have done, in my opinion, better offensively as well. I don't just don't think that uh, Alonso suits a back four, honestly. Really, really sure that. Uh, Aspie would have done better. I think he does better anyway against Liverpool. He did last season, so yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, all of the players that we've mentioned so far, I've, I've always seen that. You know, the main point that we always talk about is experience, and and looking at this, this these back four plus Kepa, the only <laughs> one who had the most amount of experience would be Zuma because he's, he's seen Chelsea win titles. Exactly. And, yeah. So very inexperienced defence. Hopefully Thiago Silva helps fixing that as well as Ben Chilwell. Hopefully they can be back. Yeah, t- t- actually Thiago is going to add uh, leadership and we lack that as well today because obviously Kepa cannot command his box and I don't think there was a clear leader in that defence. And I mean, the best leader that we have in the defence, if... You know, there's no Chago is actually usually Aspen Iqueta. He's not very vocal, but he's still a better, I think, uh, a better leader than, you know, anyone on the pitch. But we missed Aspi, the captain, and we actually missed someone who's vocal like Chago. So, yeah, I think he's that's going to help us a lot. Yeah. Hopefully, Aspi, Chilwell, and Silva are the solutions we are looking for, but 
going into the midfield now, N'Golo Conte, who had a good performance in my opinion. What, what do you guys think? Awkward silence. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, fine, I'll kick off then. Yeah, can't t- uh, I think typical, well, no, typical Kante that we know and love. You know, he was, I think he's played well for France and he played well uh, in the Brighton games, in the friendly and the Premier League game. And this was no different, winning the ball back, driving with the ball, playing off to the other midfielders and attackers. He was, he was great. Yeah, he's exactly what I expect from him. He didn't make any mistakes. So, yeah, just happy with him and, he can really uh, hold his hold his head high after after even the, despite the loss. It was a really tap, typical Kante performance. Um, I didn't get the rating there. Sorry, it's it's a, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, avoiding <laughs> the request. It's... Uh, um, you said seven. Yeah, I'm going to go with the seven because it's impossible for or yeah. Yeah. At least nowadays. It's impossible for Kante to go below a seven like. He just never does. He never goes below a seven out of ten, and today was no different. But so yeah, heavens now seems a bit low now. I don't know. Yes, considering we lost, and considering the midfield did have a couple, like we did get overrun a bit for like for the for Christensen red card. I'll go with the seven. Seven seems fair. Same as Zuma, because both both were can both were really impressed. Well, both were impressive. So seven is fair for Kanto. Yeah, yeah. I think Maria was gonna agree with the uh, with Alex as well. Yeah, um, Kante is my favorite player. Like you, you talked about his games with France. Mount and is getting I'm... heartbroken right now. <laughs> Stop. Actually, Kante has always been my favorite player. But I mean, once Kante leaves, it's gonna be Mount, obviously. But uh, <laughs> Kante is just because I'm I'm super biased because I'm I'm actually French, so um. I support the French team and I watch all their games. So as you said, he had some pretty good games uh, uh, with France. And I see that all the time, like literally all the time. And I'm so impressed in a double pivot. He's excellent, especially alongside Pogba or even alongside Matic when he was. And I'm happy to see that form back. You know, people wanted to sell him and it's just you can't send you like you need to manage your work class player, but you can't sell him. He's too precious in that team. And I'm going to give him a seven as well, because I'm not going to go above seven for anyone in that team today. But honestly, he was really solid and he was everywhere, defensively, even offensively. I mean, OK, he's not the best passer. And sometimes he had to go for back passes and kill a bit the game, which is normal because we don't ask that from him, but still went forward a bit. And I like when he has that freedom. Uh, he has this, uh, even with France, he's more disciplined with France, but he still has a bit of freedom. And that's what I like seeing from him, honestly. Yeah, I think I think Kante is one of those people where even if you put him in goal, he'll, he'll happily put on the gloves and say, hey, I've got, I'm going to do a better <laughs> jump than Kepa. Definitely. But, Huge yeah. Omar, you're, you're rating for Kante. Yeah, um, he was one of the players that got my highest ratings, so I gave him seven. I I I think he was really solid. Like the same point, they said he was really solid. He was he was um, um, winning balls. Like I said in the beginning, he was winning aerial balls and stuff like that. And he he really really surprised me in this year because yeah, and um, we all know the um, 
um, Kante. We know what to expect from Kante, but you see sometimes because of the fitness, we, we aren't really sure the kind of Kante we'll get, but it looks like he's now 100% fit, um, no signs of injuries anywhere, and he was just everywhere because he was really, really... Um, we, 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 are, we are saying the team was good overall, but I feel like Kante was the reason why the team was good overall because it was really, really stopping a lot of attacks from happening down the middle. Not the wings necessarily, but down the middle, he was stopping a lot of attacks. And, and like um, Maria said, he had a kind of like a free room role to play um, in this game. So he was, he was kind of everywhere and he was helping the attack at the same time, helping the defense as well. So like for me, he was... It was very, very solid. So I give him a seven. Yeah, um, I was a bit generous on that one. Don't worry, I didn't give him a nine. Um, <laughs> gave him an eight. Just I think he fully deserves it. It's fair. I, I think it's really fair. He was, he was typical. Like, yeah, he he did his job. Yeah, he... I wouldn't mind raising mine to an eight. We talked about this. I mean, we said we said Kante how good Kante was when when Liverpool was pressing us, and and he was the the space finder. He was how we got the ball from defense, broke their press, yeah. and then got them into long balls into Werner and Havertz. So yeah, he played really well. I think without him, we would have probably conceded a few more goals. Um, and you know he he really solidified the defense. And as Amart said. Um, he he was he's the anchor in midfield and hopefully he has a great season this time as well. You know there were rumors about him maybe leaving his like leaving his prime behind or maybe even leaving Chelsea. But yeah, hopefully he has a great season with us. But yeah, the other one, the penalty taker, Jorginho. <laughs> All right, I, okay, I'm gonna start. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give him a five because honestly he wasn't that bad. He was he was he had a few long balls that were fine. Um, um, he I think honestly that the overall midfield was fine. It wasn't too uh, attacking, and I think it lacked like forward passes a lot. But there, this midfield is good at controlling the ball, and I think that uh, fair play he did that. Now I'm very very pissed about the the penalty because. I mean, I mean, for someone who never misses his penalties and he missed this one, come on. We could have got, I mean, look, let's be honest, I don't think it was a penalty, but still, I, I, I think, think when we he stepped got a up, point from I, that. Sorry to interrupt, but I think when he stepped yeah, up, he, it looked like he wasn't composed and it looked like he was going to miss it. And I think, if I'm not wrong, in the Brighton game, he went left and I was like, he will go right. And he will miss because Allison is not one of those keepers who will say, "Oh, I'm gonna get tricked." But you know, Allison did a great job on that. But he yeah, could have done better on the penalty. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, he could have. Uh, he usually slots in and he does well, but not this time, unfortunately. Bobby Werner should have taken it, I think. But he's our penalty taker. I had a feeling Werner would have stepped up and said, "Hey, Georgina, you've taken the last one. Maybe let me take this one." But He's too nice to do that. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. There's, there's only Bark, Barkley can do that and be like, yo, I'm just going to take that penalty and I don't care. Or William. Like, if I had to base Barkley and, and um, Kepa's career at Chelsea, I would say that that um, ego that he had 
um, was it was it the Man City game against in uh, Carabao Cup final where he didn't want to come off, yeah. and then Barkley yeah. that penalty which he butchered after so against after Valencia. Those those two would be their their highlights of the season, or not even the season, their career at Chelsea. Sorry, but Amar, you're you're rating for um, Jorginho. Where's Amar? There he is. Go on, Amar. Hello, Amar. You got this. <laughs> hello. Sorry. Yep. Hello. Yes. We can hear you. Every, everything just disconnected. Everything that just disconnected on my um, laptop, so I had to reconnect. We can hear you now. Yeah, repeat the repeat the question, please. Yep, I'll do that. Five for Jorginho is pretty much a fair um, judgment, but Amar, you're rating for Jorginho? I give him six, to be fair, because <laughs> I felt like... Yeah, he was. He, yeah, that's generous. Yeah, this is very, very generous. Even looking at it right now, I'm kind of reconsidering, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the six because I feel like he was still he was still good leading to that penalty, and I felt like that penalty. You know what? If I had a direct um, line to Lampard, I'll tell him that you know what? Anybody who wins a penalty should take the penalty because I don't I don't feel like Jorginho because I knew one day. This Jorginho penalty will be saved. I knew one day to happen because I felt like um, a lot, of, a lot of the keepers were 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 gradually getting used to that kind of penalty because now um, um, Bruno also does the same thing and Jorginho does the same thing and they beat them keepers a lot. So definitely keepers will steady their penalties and learn how to save them. There was this issue, I, I don't want to go far back, but when Hazard started playing for us, he also had a particular way he took penalties. He had um, a cool, nonchalant way of taking penalties. And when when um, keepers started saving it, he started um, smashing it into the, the, the net. So definitely somebody would, have, somebody would have figured it by now. So the penalty, like um, 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 most, Mohamed said, I also, I also didn't think he, he was confident when he did that I, I i i thought vena was going to take it but it looks like vena had a shoulder problem so he was still on the ground trying to get up and Jorginho had already claimed the penalty and taken the ball to go and stand at the spot so i give him a six uh, it's generous because of the penalty miss it's it could have been higher because i feel like he was one of our best our better performance performers today so I give him a six, and I think the six is okay. Yeah, so six and a five. Alex, what have you got? Uh, this is a tough one because I, I didn't really... I mean, normally when I, when I give Jorginho a good rating, I, it's because he's played some good progressive passes and good final third passes and maybe a, and, throw, and then you throw in a penalty or two, but I didn't really see anything from him today that uh, was the, anything anything to write home about. If I'm honest, he made a couple of tackles. He was, uh, but I mean, he made yeah, he did make a couple of tackles. But yeah, still, it's at the end of the day, he's the he's the designated penalty taker for a reason. And like last week, the pressure wasn't the pressure 
wasn't I can't remember if the Jorginho penalty last week was the was the first goal or the second goal. It was the first one, I think. It was the fair one. So it, yeah. So fair enough that that like when the pressure was on he delivered then, but in these games you do need him to deliver and the penalty just wasn't in the corner enough. So and like the other said, it's the the, the great goalkeepers of um in the, of the world right now, Allison, Edison, they've they figured Jorginho out. They just don't commit. And um, yeah, so I remember Edison did Edison did the same in the Carabao, fi- Carabao Cup final. He does didn't move, and then Jorginho would just put it slightly to the keeper's right or slightly to the keeper's left, and it's just an easy save. So yeah, I, that was a really decisive moment, and that will influence my rating. And yeah, there was nothing. I I didn't really. I did make some tackles, but yeah, there wasn't really. Didn't really do anything much. There was that noticeable for me. Um, and I'm not normally a big advocate for Jorginho, so yeah, it's just nothing to write home about. So I'll give him a five again. So I think the you know, the fair rating to give Jorginho is five because I've given him that as well. I think Amar um, it was probably more generous than me on this one, which is quite surprising. But yeah, um, overall, even if you exclude the penalty and and where I look at it in a way is even if he scored that penalty, we we would have maybe raised the rating by one because as as a footballer, you're not given a lot of credit for scoring a penalty, especially if you're Bruno Fernandes. So <laughs> as in, in the case of Jorginho, yes, you, you will get a lot of stick. You'll get more stick. If you miss a penalty, then praise if you score a penalty. But it's fair to say, even if you exclude the penalty, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a big performance put by Jorginho and, and it, it was nothing noticeable and um, nothing that you would say, wow, that's out of the ordinary, like Kante, like Zuma. Um, and I would, yeah. I'm trying to search for more players, but I can't find any. Kepa? Nope. Actually, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. You know, it was. It was okay. It wasn't special, but it wasn't bad either. So that's why a five is just fair. By the way, did you guys know that it was his hundredth appearance? I had no idea. Yeah, for, first for Chelsea. I think the 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 commentator I, said it I, in the beginning of the game. I don't game. know how he made hundred. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I but yeah, that's um. It's a uh, was it a hundred in in Premier League or a hundred in total? No, I think it was a hundred. I think total. total. I think, no way Premier League. I don't think so. Because I think he's been here for two seasons. He, was in total. he didn't play was in total. all the games. Last season. Yeah, yeah. So it's impressive. It's in total. I'm glad. I mean, he got the captaincy too for it. So I was, I was, um, glad before the game started, I was proud of the captaincy that game. But yeah, it's, time flies. He's been there. He's been there what two and two and a oh no two years now but yeah didn't do it didn't it wasn't yeah, yeah. things right home about yeah fair to say he'll get a rating of seven as an average but Kovacic the third one he's back from his suspension and I think uh, was it was it with Jam we did the uh, pre-match against Brighton and I think all four of us forgot that Kovacic was suspended and we all put him in our predicted lineups yeah that was a uh, i can't believe none of us not even the single one of us pointed it out that was that was so funny yeah 
Let's just blame Jam for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was coming up with nicknames and we just got lost. There. Yeah, base, that's basically what that podcast was about. <laughs> but uh, Maria Kovacic. Oh, um, I'm going to give him a, a six because he had a few. Uh, actually, I don't know if between a five from, five from five and six, actually, because he had a few good moments. I think like sometimes we saw Kovacic being good but it's not the coverage that I see usually you know I, I think that he started well and then he slowly died out I think in my opinion but yeah I, I'm still gonna stick with the fix he was he was fine in my opinion he he actually had good moments yeah uh fair rating in my opinion as well I would have gone with five and yes he could have done better and I, I think we can say these are a bit harsh ratings at times, but it's because when when such a team like Liverpool press, your midfield and attack shrinks and they have to track back, go forward, track back, and which results to them not creating enough chances in the attacking positions, mm-hmm. uh, which Kovacic specialises in. And that's why, you know, we didn't see the best of Kovacic today. But yeah, five in my opinion, but I mark your, your rating. Yeah, I also gave him a six because, like, like same with Jorginho, they were good. They had some um, small lapses and uh, they had some small um, mistakes they missed. I think he, there was a ch- there was a ball that, uh, that he um, he lost possession. He lost possession a couple of times, and yeah, I think I I gave him no sorry. I gave him a six point five <laughs> rather because um I don't know, but I I I sometimes noticed that he was playing as a number ten sort of. I don't know whether I got it right or not, but I kind of saw it like he was playing as a number 10, somebody who was starting the attacks because when Kante got the ball, he usually gave it to him and he started the attacks. So he was the one trying to find the pockets. If Kante couldn't, he was the one trying to find the pockets in the defense. So I think he did pretty well and he was also solid defensively. So I gave him a 6.5, not, nothing really extra. I think he just did his job. When it's it's uh, yeah six point five for me. Yeah, um, around the same as as the rest, but Alex Kovacic. For me, it's a six point five. It's I mean, I, I was happy with some elements of his game. He he was very good at evading the. He combined quite well with Jorginho and Kante to escape the Liverpool press. He had some he had some really good passing combinations. It's good driving rounds, but. Yeah, it's uh, once once we got the man sent off, we kind of got a bit overrun in the midfield, and yeah, it's the second half wasn't great showing for him. He didn't really do. I, I don't honestly don't remember anything he did in the second half. Uh, hence, probably why he got taken off for uh, Barkley, I think. So yeah, uh, it was it was a good performance in the first half for a uh, but yes, not much to. I mean, and he made some good dribbles, but it wasn't your classic, like, it wasn't your player of the season uh, kind of game from Kovacic. So, yes, yeah, but it wasn't bad. So, I think a 6.5 is, is a good rating. It wasn't, it wasn't one of our best performance, but it was, he, he did the things that you, that you expect from Kovacic, like the rating press, some good dribbles. So, yeah, 6.5, I think is for me. 
the rating. Yeah, I think with with such harsh ratings for the whole team, six point five is almost like one of the best players in the team for the performance. But next on my list is Mount Mount, but I'm gonna leave that for the last one because I want to make sure we we talk about Mount and Callum Hassan Adoy in team selections. But so we can transition there. Um, mm-hmm. Burner. What have we got for that one? I'm going to go first on that one, just just to get it out of the way. Seven. He had a few chances. He could have converted. You know, I think it was 19th minute he missed one. Missed one on the 37th minute, and then I've got somewhere else. Um, was it? Where is it? 50th minute. Um, all three missed. A world class striker should at least put one on, and if not, um, score at least put them on target so that it troubles Allison, but that didn't happen. But the only reason I gave him a high rating on that one is because if we notice the first half, Trent Alexander Arnold did not have any space. Werner was on him. Every time Allison had the ball, Werner made sure Trent Alexander Arnold was covered. And that was just, it looked, it, it seemed like Frank Lampard told him, Hey, this is your man. You've got to stick with him. The rest of them, they were pressing each other. They were helping each other out. And Werner had his job of just sticking on Trent Alexander-Arnold. In some situations, yes, he couldn't. He wasn't able to do it. But I think seven is a fair rating for Werner. Maria? Yeah, seven as well. Like, everything you said is absolutely spot on. I think Werner is not always helped on the pitch. And we've seen that against Brighton and against Liverpool. Uh, And I think, I mean... Look, he's really good positioning-wise. Yes, he's got the pace. He's got everything. He does everything offensively. And the only thing that he's missing is scoring those goals. And um, let's be honest, that's not something that's new, by the way. People are going to laugh at Werner when he misses a tap-in or something. But honestly, he missed those a lot uh, at Leipzig. But the thing is, he actually scores a lot, which you know kind of balances it. Uh, so, so yeah, so we're going to see a lot of that, I think, especially if he's not helped uh, offensively. But, yeah, definitely world-class striker. I'm happy he's here. And definitely, yeah, seven. Yeah, so two solid ratings for Werner. But, um, Alex, what's your opinion on that one? Oof. I'm torn between giving him the same rating as Zuma or maybe a 7.5. I think I'm going to go with a 7.5 because I generally... I, like he gives, pro- he will give a problem to any team in world football with his pace and his, just how direct he is. He did so well to win the penalty, just gliding past people. He's just too fast. He is genuinely too fast for for he was he was too fast for that Liverpool team. He's just so po- he was so positive. And whilst yeah, he could he, he went close a couple of times with the shots. He could have done better, but you know, he's just. His positivity really um, brightened up our attack and won the penalty, of course. But being sad that we didn't, uh, still gets me that we didn't take that. We didn't score that pen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> so positive. And uh, I'm gonna go with now. I'll go with the seven. I'll go with the seven because he did, he did not score and he he could he came close with some shots, but he was so he was so positive and. I gen- he's just going to be so huge for like we're not going to get he's not going to be Hazard style but he's definitely going to be one of the our main players for this season. So yeah, seven is my rating. 
Hopefully that is true alongside many of our signings. But Amar, um, your opinions on Havertz's performance? Oh, Havertz? sorry, Havertz. Werner. <laughs> oh, Havertz, uh, Werner. <laughs> yeah, um, I, was... I gave him a seven, to be honest. I think he was really, really sharp and he worked really hard in the game. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a big fan of attackers who work extra hard, even if they don't have the ball. They still offer a lot on the on the field that's why i'm a big fan of mount as well because i feel like even though timo didn't have the ball in and especially after the red card it didn't look like he had the ball and um a lot but he was still working hard he was still coming into the midfield to win um to still win uh, um possession and take it out and start start um attacking uh, attacking plays so i give him I, like i said i think he was really sharp i think he suffered a lot because and Fabinho marked him really, really well. I think Fabinho had a great game today. And, and to be fair, when I saw that he was paired with um, Van Dijk, I, I thought um, we, um, Werner might get um, an, an, an easy game today. But I was totally wrong because Fabinho was very, very good. He did very, very well. He stopped Werner a couple of times. And yeah, and I think Werner also, was also great. When, when Werner was up against Trent, most of the times he was able to win those challenges. But when he was up against um, Fabinho, Fabinho got the better of him almost every time. And, and Fen also suffered a bit because I felt like the long balls that were coming to him, he wasn't really prepared to take them on because he was up against Van Dijk also whenever there was a long ball. And I feel like Giroud might have been better in a situation like that. Um, but overall, he worked hard. He did very well in the game. He... Even with the penalty, he still took the shot even when he was going down. And, and I like that about players. I like I liked that about Pulisic. I like that about him. I like that about Mount. I like it when they work very hard. Even though they are going down, they still try. They still do well. And, and they, they still try to make the most out of whatever situation that they find themselves in. And, and like I said, the previous one, he's, he's very fast. But in some, in some, in some moments, I, I don't see the pace. I, I'm not going. I'm. I'm not going to um, use it as a criticism against him. But that sometimes I don't see the pace, and it it it, it shocks me at times. But he's he's getting used to the game. He's getting used to the league. I pre, I'm I'm hoping that in the future he might get more confident and and that we all know and love. So I give him a seven. Yeah, I think we need to give players who have just signed and who haven't played in the Premier League a bit of time and to just to come into the Premier League and put their mark on and it, it hopefully goes the same way with Havertz as well but going into Havertz's rating Alex what would you, what would you give him? Um, oh, this is really tough especially after not hearing it that after I'm going first mm. put you on the spot there yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah I know it's tough it's tough yeah Especially when he can't, he got hooked off after forty-five minutes, and for me, didn't really do too much. Yeah, I remember he made some good, he made some smart pass, some smart pass for sure. There's one that was amazing. It was to I think to Mount. Uh, I think Mount, Mount. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Mount passed it to 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 Risky. to Kante to Kante. Kante, I don't know. Kante, yeah. yeah. But this one at the beginning, yeah. But yeah, like like he had some good moments, like that. 
but then I think just the red card kind of for uh, just forced Lampard's hand, and it, it made sense to take him off for sure. So, yeah, he, he really did not get much of an opportunity. He made some, he had some good moments, but just not enough to really have an effect on the game. Remember, he's, I mean, he's literally been a Chelsea player for. He got announced two weeks and two days ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, and. He's just and he's been training for probably like a week or so, like a week. So I'm really not expecting any any big things from him. as long as he's not putting disaster classes out every single week, which he isn't. Then I'm I've got no problem with him just biding his time, just getting used to the pace of the Premier League. And yeah, so I'll give him a six just because. No, oh, no, oh, this doesn't. This is hard because Jorginho. <laughs> I can't give Jorginho a five when he didn't. I guess then again, he did miss the penalty. Uh, yeah, I'll give Havertz a six because he he didn't really do too much wrong. I don't think made some smart moves, but then just unluckily got taken off because of the circumstances. So yeah, I give him a six. Yeah, um, I went with a six as well. I think I agree with, totally with what you said. You know, it, it, he still needs a, f- a few more games to say that he can become a regular seven and above rating player. And, and you know, hopefully, I think today was a wrong game to judge everyone. You know, it's the second game of the season. We're playing against the champions and most of our players have just come in um, and we didn't have preseason. But yeah, you know, Havertz hopefully improves over time. Hopefully we can rate him seven or above every every game which would be amazing but um maria you're rating for kovacic uh, no, for, for habits yeah. sorry <laughs> i'm it's gonna give him uh, i'm gonna give him a 5.5 uh can you guys just give me one second because my no brother is super annoying no and he's just knocking on the door sorry guys my bad no there worries. was some just an issue anyway uh okay so Havertz uh I'm gonna go with a ah oh, stuff five five point five I'm not gonna give him a six uh because look wow I, I'm very <laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad come on it's just 0.5 less than 6. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 6 doesn't sound and, as harsh as 5.5. Uh, the thing is, I'm actually hesitating between a 5.5 and a 6, but I'm trying to base that based on the other players that I rated. And I think that it's not... I mean, I think that he was played, he was played mainly as a false... A lot of as a false 9, I think, and it wasn't maybe, uh, you know... He kept changing it against Brighton. He was more in the midfield. And now he's more as a false nine. So we have this problem with rotations. I think that so. I think it's not necessarily his fault that he wasn't. And add to that the fact that he needs to obviously get used to playing with that team, get some chemistry with the players, and get used to playing in the Premier League because it needs some pace and physicality and everything. But I think that overall he he was he looked. A bit better and with like the, the past that we talked about and some good passes as you guys said and I think he's just going to improve you know it's good signs just because I think that he he didn't do much 
I'm just I'm gonna stick with the 5.5, but it's very promising for the future, honestly. And I'm I'm waiting for the the moment that you know he improves massively and he just ends up, you know, getting used to uh, playing in the Premier League. And yeah, we're gonna see master classes every every week. I hope. We all hope that. I mean, oof, hopefully, I uh, no one would mind that. But um, Amart, you're rating for Havertz. Yeah, um, with Havertz, I think it's, a, it's an unfortunate um, situation because we know if CS was around, Havertz would be playing this is preferred position. But because CS is not around yet, so he has to be taking, he has to be playing the um, wings position. But I give him a six because, yeah, in the beginning he wasn't really. I think in the first fifteen minutes it was very quiet. I I, didn't, I don't think I saw him. Um, get a ball in the first 15 minutes but after that um i think he made a chance for mountain and I, I, I don't know i expected mount to shoot but he passed to kanti and then kanti was crowded out and then the ball went back and went all the way back to kepa so um i think he did very well because um and then there was this thing that i saw his link up play with Werner was very very good i don't know he 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 was playing Werner. the chemistry he has with Werner um off the field shows uh, clearly, um, it shows clearly on the field as well because they were they were doing very well, and it's unfortunate that he had to come off because um, I felt like leading to the leading to the red card, he was very very lively, he was very very sharp, he was winning a lot of area balls as well, and he was he was he was having a flick and pass and here and there, and I think he was doing very well. So I give him a six, and yeah, um, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, overall, six um, for Havertz all around. But before we get into talking about Mount, ah. well, let, let's, give, let's give one rating for, for the three substitutes that we had. Just one. Okay. For, for, can... for all of them to, to yeah, just combine to or like individually? Combined. Yeah, combined. Combined. Combined, combined, com- combined, combined wouldn't be fair because i feel like tomori did very very well if you combine it i don't think it would be fair on tomori because he did okay. he did extremely well then turning in back let's do it oh. as everyone oh, says combine. make it tough make it tough <laughs> <laughs> all right we, 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 we don't we don't we don't need to we don't need to explain so. yeah general rating otherwise we're, we're gonna be here until yeah, the next, I think, the I think we've hit the two-hour mark. Yeah, we've got a few yeah. other topics yeah. to discuss. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. let's just go. Let's just go. Quick rating for the subs. Amart's gone. Chaos. <laughs> yeah, for all three, for all three, I'll give them six. I, I give them six because of tomorrow. So, um, yeah, Buckley didn't do much. Tommy didn't do much, but Tommy got a shot. So I think that was it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 6.6 is well, pretty fair. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow really stick to claim for that he should be playing, or at least but then again, Thiago Silva will come in, which will limit his chances. But tomorrow really stick to claim for being the main, the go-to backup centre-back. And then Barkley didn't really do much. Uh, and Tammy, I think Tammy did have a shot, but yeah, it's not much to, to say about. So yeah, six is fair for me. Yeah, I'll go for six as well. Uh, mainly because of Tomori and everything you guys said, so nothing to add. 
Same here. Six. I mean, Tamori raises that rating up, but, you know, Tammy and Barkley just had a very average game. And on their own, they weren't really well. But who? The main man, the talk of the hour, Mason Mount. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Let's, ah. let's get a rating in. And then we can discuss Mount versus Callum hudson Roy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start. Okay, I'm going to give him a six. Not because I'm biased. I'm not. I'm actually (laughs) really, I'm really not. But uh, look, what I like about Mount is whatever you put him, he might not be the best player, but he's still going to make the effort. You know, it's not like he looked like, I think, lost or like he was lazy, you know. I mean, he, for me, he, he made the effort. He wasn't the best. And it's not easy, especially you playing him out of position, but not just that. And it's not his fault. Not just that. Now, first of all, he's played out of position. And second of all, uh, he's played out of position and he we were down by one man. And that man turned out to be an attacking player at the end because we subbed um, Havertz uh, out for, we subbed Tomori in for Havertz. So... So for me, he you're playing it out of position, and you're playing him in a in a in a front in a uh, attacking front of like two players instead of three. So it, it's actually not something he's used to do. So that's why I think it's not his fault. And honestly, he looked um, for me personally. He I think he he's he's try, he tried to do the job, and he he he. I like when he he makes this effort and that almost goal that I actually missed because I went outside for a moment. And I'm I'm sad I missed it, but yeah. <laughs> and um, honestly, yeah, that's that's why I'm giving a six, really for, uh, for 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 the effort, for the determination that he puts in, even if he's not playing the way he should play. And I, I think that's only fair. So yeah, no bias. Yeah, um, I I I went with a six as well. Not much to say. <gasps> yes. I thought he was gonna get standard. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought you fell or something. <laughs> no, it's just a happiness scream because he always gets like. No, always, I mean, where's Virginia? He's always the scapegoat. Like, look, <laughs> he was playing outside of his position, so that's why I'm giving him a six. Maybe if if this was a performance midfield. in a midfield, I would have probably yeah. gone lower. But yeah, yeah he Obviously deserves a six because he's playing. Yeah, he he deserves um playing. He he deserves that because he's playing out of position. Not not much Definitely. to say as well against. Yeah, yeah. I think guys, you've got pressure on you. Marina won't let uh, Marina Maria won't let you go under <laughs> a six. So let's see what your ratings are. Yeah, to be honest, I also I also gave him a six because I I I I, I absolutely love Mouth. I I'm like I feel like he gets too much um. Too much hate on social media, but and he doesn't deserve it because he works really, really hard. Even last season, do you remember? Even he was he was um, kind of like second in line to have that play of the season award. It means he did excellently well last season. I don't know why. I know people are hating on him because um, um, Odo isn't starting, but I feel like some of the um, work he did today, I don't think we would have seen it from Odo. I think we would have we wouldn't have seen it from Odo that much, but. Mount did very very well, and even the second half, he was he took the 
one of only two shots that we had on target in the second half. I think apart from Tammy and him, no one else um, had any shots on target. So he did very well. And I feel like it was, I, I initially thought Lampard might take him off. But in the end, I realized why he didn't take him off because um, Mount is more defensive than Kai. So, and he did, he did well. He didn't do much. He didn't, he didn't do much going forward, but he was at the back uh, a lot, winning, winning, um, winning back possession and defending a lot. So, I give him six. Like I said, I love him. I, I, I honestly see him as a Lampard, um, a reincarnation of Lampard, but I know a lot of fans won't like to hear that, but Mount is, Mount is very, very hard working and there are big things ahead for him in the, in the, in the team. Yeah, hopefully he does turn out as Lampard. I mean, none of us will mind. But Alex, it's a tough one. Like, I think I can't <laughs> give I can't give Mount anything less than I gave Havertz because at the end of the day, they both had some good, very good moments, some good drive. Or Mount, I thought Mount he wasn't bad for sure. He played. He had some good driving runs to. Uh, when we were trying to get into their half and like you say what was winning the ball back well doing doing what he usually does he, he wasn't necessarily bad and he didn't really mess up any on any chances so i can't really i can't give him any less than i gave habits and if i think if i gave habits a 5.5 i would give mount a 5.5 but because i gave habits a six i really can't go any lower than that but it like I agree with you guys in the in the sense the Mount does get way it does get too much hate, and it's not because of him. It's just it's, it's just the frustration. It's it's the frustration that uh, that we don't know why Hudson Odoi isn't starting it over. That Hudson Odoi, the winger that we have, is starting. That's actually so true, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's a more frustration than anything. I feel because people instead of blaming Lampard. I mean, it's not about blaming Lampard. I guess he has his reasons and stuff that we don't know. But people go on and just start hating on Mount with Lampard's son and everything when it's not really his fault because he didn't ask to be played. You know, he didn't come to Lampard and be like, okay, I'm playing over Callum. You know, he didn't ask to be played as a winger. We we all know he likes to play probably in the midfield and he's best as used as an eight. But he didn't have a choice and Lampard trusted him and he trusts him, I think. Because he can deliver, and he delivered as a winger before, so there's no reason why he can't deliver. He couldn't deliver today. I mean, he didn't much, but he didn't ruin anything either. He was fine. So, yeah, there's, it's more of a frustration, I think, over why Kalem isn't playing, or when Kovacic isn't playing, why Kovacic isn't playing, and Mount is, oh, Jorginho versus Mount. It's always someone versus Mount. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think I think um, last season it was Pulisic versus Mount because they were saying Pulisic wasn't getting started, but Mount was playing all the time. Because he was he was not fit. That's the thing. I remember everyone against Liverpool. They were everyone was pissed when actually Pulisic came on second half and he looked super like fit and he actually uh, you know delivered and everything. And everyone was screaming Lampard out. And like, why didn't you start Pulisic? And I'm like, man, I mean, just trust the guy, you know. If he thinks that Pulisic is not fit to start, but he can come off and make an impact from the bench, then trust the guy. And at the end of the day, he did get injured two games later. So 
Yeah. Pulisic is someone that you need to manage properly because he gets injured quite a lot of time. You know, he was supposed to be back and look, and now he got a knock again and we're back again and so waiting until he he becomes, you know, better. So it's, it's not, I don't even expect when Pulisic will be actually fit and on the bench, I don't even expect Pulisic to start for a while because we need to manage him. Yeah. It doesn't it's, it's really it hurts in a way how much like it's just how politic how it's not fra- fragile isn't the right word but just yeah you say it right how he needs to be yeah. because mm-hmm. i think everyone would love to see him peak politic play every single week but exactly, exactly. Oh, and sometimes yeah. i feel like we, i feel like sometimes the fans also forget that these guys are also young they are very very young so we they are also they are also getting the experience together with us even watching them so and they're also in social media so all those hateful things and stuff that we say about them sometimes they all they they see it they 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 it, it's it sometimes gets to them so i think we need to give them time to be able to um, um gel properly this is not just started so the hate can just cool down i mean hopefully it does um The other debate, I want to start off, and this is kind of controversial. We saw Thiago start, uh, not start, uh, come on for Liverpool. And I think, did he sign this week, was it? um, Yeah, I think he signed signed two two days ago or three days ago. Friday, man. Sorry, I meant last week. Yeah. Yeah, he signed. The guy signed on Friday. Probably. He didn't train. Exactly. And. Klopp got him on, and Lampard said he needs time with Thiago Silva. Because not all players are the same, and also yeah. it's different positions. And also, yeah. uh, what was I was going to say, what? So, uh, they're also a man. When you're a goal up and a man up, it's quite easy to. Uh, well, actually, no. Was the was Thiago brought on after we after they? Or... No, before. No, before. Hmm. It was brought on yeah. uh, like at halftime. Uh, even fair. if it was after, sorry, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. But even if it was after the goal, if Thiago Silva was playing, and Lampard did say in his press conference, Thiago Silva's trained for three days, four days. If Thiago Silva was playing in that game, firstly, Christensen wouldn't have gotten a red card. There would have been a commanding centre-back. Kepa would probably not have made those mistakes. And now that I look at it and I'm like, why? When I saw Thiago come on and I was like, why Why isn't Silva not even on the subs? Like, okay, maybe get him on. Maybe inst- like if he was in the subs, we could have seen Silva come on, not Timori. But why? Like, okay, I understand there's a difference of position, but still, you know, Thiago Silva with experience, he's, he's played for 12, 12 years at PSG. So, He's got that mentality of coming to any club and, and saying, hey, I'm the commanding centre-back and I'll, I'll lead you guys. So why wasn't he starting today's game And when it's been six, five, six days, as Lampard said, that he's been training training for? Yeah, but I, you see, the thing is, one, like um, Alex said, they are different players. And then two, they are different teams. So every team has a, a way of integrating their players into the, into, into the first 11 or the main team. And I feel like yeah, um, Thiago, Thiago came on early 
because I wasn't surprised to see him even training and warming up and coming on. But I feel like with our um, history recently of of injuries and stuff like that, look at um, Zias. Zias had Zias had some time time off, but he just played uh, 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 a friendly in the, in the in the, against Brighton and he got injured and he hasn't been back since. So I I feel like um, our team or Lampard's um, technical team doesn't want to risk any player who isn't really much fit to be pushed into the team. Because if he's pushed into the team, imagine he starts and he gets hit. You know who is going to get the blame. Who's going to get the blame? Lampard is the one going to get the blame. So I think he is taking his time with these players. Yes, he would have made a difference if he played in this game. But I feel like it is best for him to take his time to join the team so that we can get the full... And we can get the uh, the uh, best out of him. But I still I still feel like Thiago Silva should have started ahead of Christensen. Important question. Uh, important question. Didn't Thiago train with Bayern before coming here? Yeah, he did. Because Thiago was uh, quarantining two two weeks, so Thiago was hasn't like okay yeah he came and he trained starting I think Tuesday maybe, but like. Thiago was tw- training for way longer, you know. So that's yeah. why, in my opinion, Thiago wasn't wasn't still on the bench. And I think there's something that happens in training. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I think Thiago is the kind of player that just gets into every team, and he doesn't need chemistry with everyone. Or or I don't know. They discussed with you know he's been training well at Bayern, and they probably discussed his training or something. I don't know how it happens and what happens, but. What I know is Thiago has been training and he's been, you know, uh, he's been training probably hard at uh, Bayern and Thiago has been quarantining for two weeks. So uh, probably that there's some, it's something that has to do with that, you know. Yeah. But if you look at it in a way, okay, yes, okay, I understand you guys said he may not be, have been match fit and he would have probably not played the full 90 minutes. But when, when it was time for Tomori to come on, why didn't we see Silva? Why wasn't Silva at least on the bench? Give us hope. Give us some type of. Actually, I'm gonna agree with light. you on that. You know, you know? We have, uh, yeah, we could have has we could have has seen like he could have been on the bench. Actually, I, I don't see the, the 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 reason why he wasn't. Probably something that we don't know. But uh, I think uh, yeah, if if I know, I've seen that he was doing well in training, and you know, he was fit enough to play, and he was you know not rusty, not you know, so I would have put him on the bench definitely, but I'm not going to complain because I gave Tomori a few uh, minutes, and I mean he probably wouldn't have started, so that's out of the question. I think probably Lampard wouldn't have started him, just like Chago didn't start. But coming, coming off is nothing to like. If he came like 45 minutes on, probably would have would have happened after the red card. Yeah, maybe we would have not conceded, but I still think Tomori did a pretty good job. So. I won't like. I, I'm still. I'm. I'm okay with you know him not playing and Tomori playing. Yeah, but you know, um, to be fair, also Thiago didn't really um impress that much. He didn't do much when he came on. He yeah, he gave one or two passes, but he he also caused the penalty, so it would have gone against him. So probably putting him in, um, forcing him into this game probably wasn't the best. Um, best decision to take because I didn't see any impact that he had. He didn't. He didn't have that much of an impact in the game. Oof. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I mean, to be fair, you could say also you need match fitness to even you need fitness to even be on the bench. So you could say that Thiago Silva. I mean, after the two weeks quarantine as well, you you definitely lose a lot of fitness there. So it's that I agree, Mohammed. It is frustrating. But also, you don't want to risk. You, you probably wouldn't want to risk Thiago Silva yeah. nothing yeah, get in, exactly. like when the game is pretty much done. Also, on the point that he didn't really do much, he played more passes. In a in a half than any Chelsea did, player did in ninety minutes, and although yes, I mean, he, yeah, he did play. He only, I mean, he didn't get any assists. He did concede the penalty. He only played a couple of smart passes, but he just he really helped control that midfield and yeah, played a lot of passes. But also, he, yeah, he, I mean, we also know Thiago for his dribbling, and we didn't really see him too much of that. But but for a debut, it it really wasn't. It wasn't so bad, but he, he did. He, I mean, if if we scored the penalty, you you could say that that's uh, that's different. That's that's not true. So it's a fair point. Yeah, um, hopefully we do see them. Um, I'd love to see Thiago Silva, Caballero, and everyone start next game in the Premier League. <coughs> maybe maybe get Kepa no, against Barnsley. Yeah, no Kepa. Kepa can play against Barnsley. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think yeah. I, I think Lampard said Cavalero will play. He said yeah. he made that he made that decision before the game. Yeah. So Lampard's oh. confirmed. He's gonna change it. I think his like his uh, post match interview. He looked super mad at Kepa. I can't blame him honestly. Yeah, he I was. He was. He was. He went in the dressing room and he was like Kepa. I need you out of here in the next month before the transfer window <laughs> closes. And is, is that better be announced? Is that is that world. is that what you wish happened, or is that what you're seeing happen? <laughs> it is my wish. It is Frank Lampard's command. It is Marina's job. It is Abramovich's wallet. I don't care how it happens. It needs to happen. If if we have Kepa, we're gonna be fighting for relegation with West Ham. That's one for the tweet quotes. In a couple of days. <laughs> uh, right. Should we ask? Talking about goalkeepers. Sorry, Maria, go on. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about goalkeepers. So uh, I just need Mendy signed, man. <laughs> and now it's my bad. Please, please. I need a goalkeeper that can just save everything. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to save everything, but whatever. I'm, I'm hopeless. I think he'll do better than Kepa. Surely. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know the situation is bad. If if Czech trains you and you still do that, you know, there there's nothing you can do. <laughs> he had a yeah. great season, first season again. Uh, was it under Sari, and then it just went downhill from there. And it's never been the same for him. We we I I backed him up and I said yes maybe additions in the defense will help him. But tonight you know there was nothing wrong with the defense. And nothing wrong. Time we stopped backing him. (laughs) I'm not going to say nothing wrong. Okay, yeah, that's the wrong statement. But (laughs) that second that second that second error by that that second goal was of course almost Kevin's fault. You see that with ball-playing goalkeepers a lot, though. I mean, Edison has done that on multiple occasions. So, he, got, he got, did that in a World Cup final, by the way. 
I mean, I, I hate, I, I don't want to defend Kepa, but like <laughs> just saying, Igoyori did it on in a World Cup final. So there's that. Karius did it in the Champions League final as well. But yeah, they're just going to go and say women do that. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet about yeah, Aston yeah. Villa goalkeeper and then they said yeah we're better than women and i'm like just literally anyone does that it just happens so often <laughs> yeah exactly <sighs> it is what it is hopefully we do improve i'm gonna cut everyone short there before yeah. this discussion goes too long just the fan questions i've got a few <laughs> firstly <laughs> when is mount going to reply to you that, that's one of the questions <laughs> <laughs> all right i want I hope, look, look, I'm going to tell you, actually, I, I have a bet with uh, Yahya, like, he's, he said that he's doing a Billy Gilmer one, and he, and he said, like, whoever, um, whoever loses that bet, you know, and gets uh, a reply, he doesn't get a reply before the other has to buy the third kit with, uh, and yeah, and the thing is, I can't even buy the third kit because the situation in Lebanon is just, <laughs> you can't even use your credit card. So I need to win. So I'm hoping he can reply soon because I don't want to lose because I don't want to buy the third kit and I can't even buy it. So there's <laughs> that. Mount, hopefully you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> sure, he's one of our subscribers. Yeah, Please, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the biggest fan. <laughs> Actually, maybe that goes to Alex Goldberg, but like, I can't. Maybe he will send over a third kit. You should try. Maybe you, you should try and get in touch with Alex Goldberg, and he can just say how you absolutely have to win. <laughs> and yeah, probably. <laughs> he'll subscribe to his byline podcast if you do it. He does it. Yeah, but sure. I I just really want him to reply, man, or or, or follow, or or just give me a, a sign check because I'm a huge fan. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about Mount. I can be biased sometimes. I try not to be, but I just love him. I love the guy. He makes me. He makes me love Chelsea even more. You know, that passion. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you can you can you can clearly see that he plays with the passion honestly because he really really loves Chelsea. I think he's the true meaning of blue blood. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Second question. I'm I'm kind of going to go through this quickly because there's two more, but they're almost similar. Tonight against Liverpool, should Barkley have started over Mount or Jorginho? No. 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 I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to go with Jam's response. Hell no. <laughs> Jam said hell no. He said hell he said hell no to the to the third kit. And I'm going to go I'm going to use that response for this. Hell no. <laughs> That's yeah. That is... the, the third question is who do we think is going to be the starting three? Um, for Chelsea this season? The midfielders. I think it was midfielders. Midfield, sorry. Midfield. Oh, right. Sorry. Maria, you want uh, okay. to put you on the spot here? That's actually... Yeah, that that's actually my best friend and probably wants to piss me off because he wants me to see... He wants to see if I'm going to be biased enough to put Mount in it or not. Actually, it depends. Uh, it depends how we're going to play. You know, honestly, if it's a 4-2-3-1... Then you're gonna play Kova Kantin and Havertz up front. Then if it's a four-three-three, I'd rather see uh, Mount as an eight. 
So it really depends on how Lampard wants to play in the future. And on, I'd like to see actually a midfield of uh, Kova, Conte, and uh, and uh, Havertz to see how it goes. You know, if we're doing better offensively, if we're doing good defensively, and if that works, then. I'll go with that and I'll drop Mount. There's no problem about that. But yeah, I think it really depends on how Lampard wants to play. If he's going to start with a 4-2-3-1, stick with that, or just switch to a 4-3-3 as we go on. So, yeah. Yep, makes sense. Um, Amar, Alex, you got the same ones? <laughs> and no problems with that. Yeah, I yeah. pretty much agree. Yeah. It, it, exactly. I also, also agree with what she said. She said. Yeah, like, I mean, when you play the 4-3, most of the time, I imagine, if, when we play the 4-3-3, we're going for much more of an attacking uh, system. So, and yeah. Kovacic, whilst in, like, against Liverpool, I was 100%, I would, I would always play him. But if you're playing against Brighton or, or our wet, typical, like, games where you think we, where we've lost before, like West Ham, Southampton, Bournemouth, or not Bournemouth anymore, but... Uh, those kind of games, you definitely, I definitely play Mount over Kovacic and in a yeah. three, but then against say against Bayern Munich. Uh, That's why I don't think there's a mix. Like the, there's a fixed uh, midfield. Probably yeah. not going to happen, especially with the number of games that we have in four competitions, and then you have a tight schedule. So probably not going to have like uh, a fixed uh, midfield. Yeah, I think it's I think it's all be dependent on um our, our, our opponents, how difficult the match will be or how difficult the game yeah. will be. Yeah. Whatever it is, it hopefully it works out for everyone. Just final updates on the transfers. Um Mendy has been confirmed by Fabrizio Romano. Rene has also confirmed that he'll be leaving. Chelsea have not announced him yet, so hopefully once he is announced, Kepa can can probably t- warm up the bench um, and help out with the kits. But yeah, I think that's about it for today's podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to everyone. Guys, Maria, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was really cool. Honestly, I needed that. I think I think time flew by today. We've gone we've gone uh, two hours and fifteen minutes. We a we usually go for 45 to an hour <laughs> podcast after a pretty close <laughs> match, but it is what it is. It was a fun chat. It was really good chat. As usual, thank you, Omar and Alex. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mohamed. Thank you, Maria. For, and thank you, Amart, for getting... Uh, I think, Amart, you initially messaged Maria about having her on. So you've, you've been huge in getting guests on, so I can't thank you enough. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, it really needs to be said uh, more. But and yeah, thank you so much again, uh, Maria, for for spending. Thanks, guys. Honestly, to be I enjoyed this. You know, I think we all needed to vent off a bit. Yeah, we need to vent and just <laughs> you know, talk about that. And it was a fun, fun uh, pod. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for watching. If you're if you're watching it on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and leave a like, rating, comment below what you thought of this Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea performance against Liverpool and as well as how badly you want Kepa to leave on a scale of 10 to 10 and with that being said <laughs> I, I think I think I'll say I'll give this award to myself um, I, I fixed my jokes from last last podcast I think um, I got 
I think I, I, I tried forcing Amar and Alex to laugh, but it didn't work. But this time it has. So thank you guys again. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or any of the platforms that we upload on as audios, then make sure to add it to your playlist. It really does help us when you listen to this and support us. Make sure to share the podcast for a chance to be featured on it as well as that big things coming up but before that thank you to everyone who works behind the scenes as alex mentioned amart for helping out everything with the guests we've got adam with all the edits he's gonna have a he's gonna have an amazing time editing this two and a half hour (laughs) podcast um divan with all of the match day edits as well as everything he does behind the scenes with the thumbnails and everything andrew uh, sorry not andrew dominic who will be joining the team as well um, we talked about this, and he will help us out with some of the sport, uh, with some of the posts as well. So Han as well. Everyone works really hard behind the scenes. Thank you to everyone, and we'll hopefully see you tomorrow for the preview against Barnsley, and hopefully no Kepa in that lineup. But we'll see you then. Yeah.